Amen. I'm excited about being here this morning. Amen. Yes. Excited about the things of God and see what He's got to say this morning. It's always uh, it's always exciting for me too because He's speaking to me just as much as He's speaking to each one of you. Yeah. You know, I I try to prepare, but then you know we want the Lord to take over and say what He wants to what He wants to say. Amen. Last time I was here. I spoke a lot. I, I started out, I was talking about my cat, you know, and how I found out that I was a, a cat person. And, um, you know, as much as I wanted to be a dog person, I was, I'm a cat person. And, you know, it's uh, just, um, you know, a little bit about myself, you know, and everything. And, and we do have a dog, you know. And this dog, you know, you can, um, is, is just, uh, it's like a little toy poodle. And this thing is so wound up. That, you know, it's just, you know, you, you come to the door, you go in, and he's like just so excited, you know, to, you know, and, and even though, you know, I'm not a dog person, you know, this dog, you know, he just, he just loves you unconditionally. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, he just, he just loves you. And, it, you know, you come in and, you know, you want to take, you know, if it's a winter, you want to take your coat off or whatever, you know, you want to get in the house, take your shoes off and all. But he's just wanting attention. He's just there at the door to greet you and and to love you and, and everything, and you tell him, just sit and, you know, and, and wait, you know, be, I'll, I'll be with you in a minute, you know, just sit and wait, and this thing, you know, he, he's, you know, and, and he'll sit down, and he's just so full of energy and so full of excitement that his whole body is just vibrating all around the floor, you know, and he's just going around, you know, and I say, you know, he is so, so wound up that even his hair is curly, you know, is it, he, he can't even grow straight hair, he's so wound up, it, it's like string, a, ma a mass of springs that have grown, in, and, uh, and so he's, you know, he's just so excited to, to, to see you, and, you know, and even, even when you, um, you know, even when he's done something and you have to reprimand him, you know, he'll get, he'll get, you know, sad and everything, you know, but all it takes is just one word, just one look from you, and all that excitement comes back out, you know. It's just like, oh, I'm just so excited about it again, you know. And uh, and you know, and 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 I think that you know we can take a lot of that, you know. And we, this is how we should be with the presence of God. Yeah. This is how you know. This is how it's going to be in heaven. I mean, we're not, you know, that's that's what it, you know. If we want to know, we're going to be excited about the presence of God. Yeah. We're going to be so excited. We're going to be. We are going to be able to stand still. He says, he says, you know, that if we don't praise him, he says the rocks are going to cry out and praise yeah, him. You know, right. he's, he's like nature is just is yeah. just full of praise for our Lord Jesus Christ. They're excited about what he's doing. We need to be excited about what he's doing. We need to be excited about the presence of God to where we cannot stand it, you know. And, and it says, you know, that even when we stumble and fall and we do something wrong, he says, you know, get back up. You know, don't don't stay down there. He says the, the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And he says that though you fall, you will not be cast down. But you can get back up. As soon as the Lord, you know, the Lord might, you know, have to have to say, you know, you've done something wrong, you know. But it, it, but he doesn't leave you there. It just takes one look from the Father to get you back up on your feet and set you back up on the, on the road. To you know, and and to get you back the way you're going, you know, um, as I was, you know, think about it, you know, our animals and all. I was thinking, I, I reminded me of a story that um, of this lady that um, she 
she had a pet parrot, and the parrot uh, died. She took it to the vet, and she was hoping that there was, you know, that there was something that they could do for the parrot. And the, the vet co comes in, examines the parrot and everything, and says, no, I'm sorry, but you, you know, your parrot's dead. You know, there's nothing I can do. And she says, well, how can you be sure? I, I just can't just take your word for it. I love this. You know, our, our pets, are, they're like part of our family, you know. I just can't take, you know, the word, you know, the, just like that. And he says, well, hold on a minute. And so he goes out. He comes back with a black lab, and he and he comes over, and the dog, you know, goes up to the bird, and he sniffs the bird, looks the bird, you know, looks, you know, examines it, and turns around, shakes his head, and leaves the room. And the doctor says, "Well, see, I'm sorry, but the bird's dead." And the lady says, "Well, do you expect me to take the word of a dog? You know, he says, I I can't take, the, you know, this this, you know, as being." that the, the bird's dead. He says, well, hold on a minute. So he goes out again to another room, and he comes back with a cat. And the cat comes over, and he's looking at, you know, looks at the bird, sniffs the bird, nudges the bird, turns around, shakes his head, and leaves the room. And the doctor says, see, I'm sorry, the bird is just dead. And the, and the lady says, well, as much as I hate to admit it, I said, I guess I'm going to have to take your word for it. So she starts gathering up her up her stuff, and she she gets her things together, gets ready to leave. And the doctor says, Well, that will be four hundred dollars. And this, uh, she says, Four hundred dollars just to tell me, you know, that my bird is is dead. And he says, Well, he says it was cheaper, but you insisted on a on the lab report and a CAT scan. <laughs> We need to bow our heads 
and we need to humble ourselves and we need to pray and we need to know God in a way that we have never known God before. And we need to understand that they're out there, they're making these rules, these regulations, they make absolutely no sense at all. They may, they, they, you know, you just sit there and you shake your head and you say, how in the world do they, do they connect the dots? This has nothing to do with that, and that has nothing to do with this. But they're coming up with these laws and these rules and these things that say you can't do this and you can't do that because of this. And you say, well, what does one have to do with the other? And it, it doesn't make sense. The world does not make sense right now. Do not try to make sense out of it because it's the enemy coming to confuse you and to get your mind off from what God wants to do. He wants you to look out there and he wants, he wants confusion to come into our minds and into our lives. But God wants to, wants to bring peace. He wants to bring clarity to, to your life, okay? And in Galatians, the fifth chapter, in the first out in verse 22, he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. What does it say after that? It says, Against these, there is no law. There is no law. They cannot make a law against the spirit, against the fruits of the spirit. What are you supposed to be concentrating on right now? Don't focus on what's going on in the earth. Don't focus on what is what all these things are are, are happening and these uh, bizarre laws and rules that are, that that the, that the government and all these different people are coming up with that make no sense. I mean, you know, you you you. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. That, you know, you shake your head and say, you know, how in the world do they come up with these things? But they are coming up with these things. And what we need to understand is where does God want our focus to be? He wants our focus to be on Him and the fruits of the Spirit. This is the time to press into God. This is the time to to let the spirit the spirit grow his fruit within you. I don't know what they're going to come up with next. I mean, they come up with bizarre things like, oh, you cannot worship in church. Where do they get this stuff? You know, they come up with these uh, these wild things like, you know, well, you know, protesting doesn't spread the virus, but you know. Uh, getting together in church does. How, I mean, where? How? What, what? You know, common sense does not go along with these things that are being said. You know, so we have to understand that obviously it is something that goes beyond logic. It is a spiritual attack. It is a spiritual attack that we're in. It's not a natural attack, and that's not where our battle is. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. We have to understand that it's a battle to get our eyes off from God and onto the things of the world. God wants us to get our, our hearts and our visions, our minds, back on Him and understand that He has given us the keys to, to victory in him, the against which, it says, 
They are, there is no laws. They cannot pass laws about what's going inside of you. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, in other countries, it's already happened. They're burning churches. They're, they're arresting people for, uh, you know, we talk about how bad it is here. We seen, we've seen nothing compared to what other countries have, have and what they've seen and what goes on in these other countries. Where does their hope have to lie? It has to lie in what they cannot take away. What they cannot take away is what's growing inside of you. And that is the Spirit of God. That is the fruits of the Spirit that God wants growing inside of you. He wants his love, his joy, his peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance to be growing inside of each one of us. This is where our battle is. Our battle is to overcome our flesh and to become like God. Uh, you know, I, um, I was recently watching a, a documentary. And um, in this documentary, it talked about, it was focused, quite a bit of it was focused around Detroit. And it said how these, these, one, these great factories they built in, these, in, the, in Detroit and they, uh, they employed thousands of people. And they built these humongous buildings in these places where, you know, the, where these people worked. And they were beautiful buildings. They were places where, you know, the, uh, it was just uh, amazing. You know, I, I just shake my head at, you know, and even around here, the, fat, the, you know, the mill buildings that we have around here, it's, it's just amazing, the buildings that they used to build and, and uh, the, the extent of them and the magnitude of them, you know. But uh, this, uh, this documentary was how, was talking about how um, they, they've been, you know, they've been abandoned and how nature comes in and begins to reclaim the buildings. And it says these buildings built with concrete and they had, um, you know, steel rebars in them to, to reinforce them and everything. And all these things, they built them to last. They built them strong and, and everything. But he said that, you know, as they begin to, you know, as these buildings are, are abandoned and left and they're not maintained, that, um, that the um, nature has a multitude of tools that we do not see, we do not understand, but they're at work all the time to fight against that building and to reclaim it back to the uh, way it used to be. And it says that, you know, sometimes it would be, you know, it might be a little crack in the, in the concrete. And it says that how the water will get down in there. And with the weather, it freezes and it, you know, thaws. And it, and it cracks a little bit more, and pretty soon it says how this, uh, this uh, concrete will crack to the point where it gets down to the, to the metal rebars, and you think, well, I mean, this is steel. This is going to be, you know, this is something that, you know, is going to last forever, you know? But it says that, you know, as the, um, as the water and the air begins to reach it, all of a sudden the oxidization comes in, and the rust starts, and it says that, that the rust and the oxidization on that rebar, it will expand that metal to up to 10 times its original size. And it'll take that concrete 
and it'll just start breaking it up and busting it up. A little water, a little air. You know? And then and then it says how, you know, the, the the winds they blow and everything and they blow the dust and all and pretty soon a bird comes along with a with a you know eating something and they'll drop some seeds on top of this building. Next thing you know, there's a plant growing there. Next thing you know, there's a tree growing there. And the roots will find those little cracks and those little places. And they'll begin to go down in there. And they'll begin to break it up. And they'll begin to grow, grow in there. And they'll begin to take hold. And all these things are the nature reclaiming back what was theirs to begin with. You know? And it's all because it was left, this building, this mighty building that they built, that should have lasted forever had it been, had it continued to be utilized and not abandoned. It was, you know, if it was still being used as a factory and maintained and, and everybody was, you know, was in there, that thing would still be going on today, beautiful, but it's being broken up. It is crumbling before their eyes. The ceilings are, are, are falling in. You know, all these different things are happening because it's been abandoned. And as I was thinking about it, I think, you know, this is our spiritual life. If you do not maintain your spiritual life, then the, then the, the human nature is going to come in and begin to reclaim those areas that the Lord has, that has been given to the Lord. It's going to come in. But the pastor's been talking about the days of Noah. And in Genesis, you know, the, the sixth chapter in verse 5, he sa it says that every imagination and thought in the heart of man was wicked. Every thought. You know, um, I was thinking about, you know, this whole thing of how, you know, how off, I mean, that was not that far away. From the, from the Garden of Eden. I mean, it did not even go get through one generation before the jealousy and anger came in to the point where Cain killed Abel. I mean, and can you imagine the presence? I mean, Adam and Eve, their parents, were in the presence of God in the Garden of Eden. And they had passed these stories on. They passed this, uh, this message on to their kids and everything. And still... It all this this jealousy, this human nature, crept in to the point where they killed his brother. And it, and this is you know it, when when we have something beautiful, we come to the Lord. He he cleans us up. He makes something beautiful of our life. He he's uh you know it's it's something you know glorious. He 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 washes us. He cleans us. He fills us with his joy, his peace, yeah. his long-suffering. Yeah. He begins, he plants these seeds of the Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. And it's up to us to maintain these things. It's up to us to get in the Word of God and know him and get to know him better and get to maintain him and get to maintain this spiritual life. Because if we don't, if we go, you know, first of all, you know, it goes a day. You know, you think, well, it's just a day I didn't get to, didn't get a chance to read the Bible, didn't get a chance to, you know. Next thing you know, it's two days. Next thing you know, it's a week. 
you know what they say, you know, right. if, you know, uh, a week without the Lord makes you weak. <laughs> it, it, it makes you weak. You know, it's, it, it weakens you. And pretty soon you're going to find that they, that, you know, the, it, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen immediately. Those buildings up in Detroit, they didn't just all of a sudden one day crumble and fall. It was over a matter of time. They said the one thing that, that about, about nature is it just does not give up. It just is always there working. And the enemy is always there looking for a crack in your, in your shielding, in your, in your spiritual life. He's looking for a little spot that he can get a, a, a foothold in there, that he, can, that he can break up a bit of that armor that the Lord has, has, has equipped you with to overcome the enemy and to overcome the world. He's, he's looking for that place that he can get in there and get a, a, a foothold in your life. You know, my, my son was talking about a show he was watching the other day, and he's, and he's saying, it's just amazing. He says, the, uh, the product placement in that show. You know, it's a, it's a study, it's a, it's a science that these guys that make these movies, they place these products where you're going to see them, and you don't realize it, but it's going in your mind. And it's subconsciously, it's registering, you know. Hey, I want a Coke, you know. Oh, I want, uh, I want a Lego waffle, you know. Hey, I've, not, I've, I've never eaten a Lego waffle in my life, but man, I don't think I can go another day without one, you know. Oh man, I gotta have a Lego waffle. Lego my ego. We've gotta have it. We say, why did I get that? Why did the thought even enter my Because product placement. It is a it is something that is a science. It's something that has been proven that if they do it, your eyes are gonna go here first, they're gonna go there next, they go they study these things. And they know where they're gonna get the most bang for their buck. And the enemy is out there. He's watching you. He's looking at you. He's watching your eyes. Where does it go? What does it look at? What does it linger? What does it linger on? What does it take a second look at? You know, you pass by it and you don't look at it, and then you come back to it. What was that? He's registering all these things so that he can do product placement in your life because he's trying to get a foothold. He's trying to find that weakness that you have in your life, and it's customized specifically for you. My, my what, what, you know, what attacks me and what my weaknesses are, they could be strong, strengths in you. You know, somebody else, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, I've never had a problem with drinking, but that could be a weakness in somebody else. And he know, and the, and the enemy might know that if he puts these things in your path, and he knows somebody else. He knows me. And it, he studies. And he tries to get you. And, and if, if we do not, if we are not diligent with our maintenance plan, right. we need a maintenance plan. We need to have a plan put forth. It's too late if you say after it's already happened and, it, and, it's, and the attack has already come and we say, oh, well, you know, 
guess I should have been stronger there. You know, uh, so many people, you know, go by that uh, that adage, you know, it's, it's easier to say, I'm sorry, than ask permission. Well, that's, that's not that easy. You know, when, when, when we fall, there is a damage inside, okay? Nobody might see it on the outside. It might be a private thing, but still, it's the attack is on the inside, and it wounds your spirit, and it robs you of your joy and your peace. And all these things, these fruits of the Spirit that God wants living in your life, wants wants exhibited in your life. You know, all of a sudden, you know, there's uh, areas where the enemy comes in and he causes doubt to come in. He causes accusations to come in. You're not righteous. Remember the other day when you did this? You're not. you You can't talk to that person about God because look at you. You're no better than they are. You've done all these things. We need to uh, we need to shore up our foundation. Yeah. We need to stand on the on the solid foundation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to know where we stand before we get out there in the world, before we're tempted, before we are faced with all these things. The Bible tells us in Hebrews the the 12th chapter, and starting in verse 27 through 29, he talks about how if um, about anything that is going to be shaken is going to be shaken. He's causing a shaking to come in this world. He's causing a shaking to come. And he says that shaking, he says that you might, you might, uh, you know, blame whoever you want for it, you know, but God is allowing a shaking to come. Don't blame it on the devil. Don't blame it on the the Lord is allowing a shaking to come in our nation, in our life, in our world, every place. He says that whatever will be shaken will be shaken. And he will remove, if it if it's, can be shaken, he will remove it. Uh, the other night, and this is, uh, okay, this is, this isn't. This isn't in the Bible, okay? So you can you can judge it how, how you want, okay? This is this is Steve, okay? But anyways, the other night I had a dream, and in this dream I was in this building, and the building was just an ordinary building. It had kind of rooms that you could go down one side and up the other side, you know, the center, a wall in the center, okay? And so um, as I was in there, it's like it's like the furnishings, all the things were being removed. You know, they were just, you know, people were coming in, taking them away. And they were, they were being, they, everything was being removed from in this building. And the building was, you know, it was getting, you know, kind of just bare and dark and, you know, kind of, kind of gray and just, just, I mean, there really wasn't, I couldn't really see a lot of light, but I could see what was around and everything. But anyways, um, as it went on, and all these things were um, were being taken, pretty soon, you know, after a while, you know, I I walked, started at the at the door, and I walked down the through the rooms down this way, and then I went around the corner, and there was the rooms over here, and as I walked back, I I looked 
in everything, right in the corners, everything, there was nothing left. Just bare walls, okay, in the, in the floor, just, you know, just rooms. They were, they were bare and they were empty. And as I was, as I was uh, looking at this and, and as I was, you know, contemplating, you know, it's, it's kind of strange, but the Lord was, was telling me that, um, that he was telling me that this was year 49 and it was a repeating. It was repeating. 49, 49, 49. It was like your Groundhog Day, you know, you're just repeating that same thing over and over again, you know, just, you know, 49, 49, and everything was being taken, and things were being removed, things were being taken, and then, you know, I, I get to the end, everything is gone, and I come back around to the beginning, and I see in this center wall, okay, it's just a, it's just a center wall, it's not, it's not like another room, it's just a center wall, but there's a door, a double door in the center and in this center wall, you know, I, I go over, to, you know, as, I, as everything is, is empty, and it's repeating, it's 49, 49, 49. And then I, I go to these doors, and I open them up, and it's like going into, like, Oz or something, you know. It's like everything is colorful, and everything is in there, and it's like um, all of a sudden, he says it's 50. He says the... the the year of Jubilee is, is around the corner. He says it's, it's here. It's close. It's right there. All we need to do is get rid of all this stuff that is that is all around us. Get rid of, you know, the stuff isn't worth holding on to. Don't, don't keep it. Let it go because you're just going around the same thing over and over and over again. You're just going around the mountain. You know, you're just... You know, one more time in the wilderness, you know, you're just going around and around and around and you're stuck. You're stuck in this thing where all your things that are around you and all your physical things, all the all the natural things, they're so important to your life that they're keeping you in this same place. And God says, once you get rid of it all, once it's gone, I've got I've got so much there for you. I have just, i got things that you have not even uh, even contemplated. You know, I've got, I've got jubilee. I've got restoration. I want to restore all the things that have been taken from you. I want to restore, you know, you to the former glory. I want to bring back all the things. I want to bring back, you know, the, the healings. I want to bring back the joys. I want to bring back the, the love, the peace, all these things that have been stolen from you, have been taken from you. Release those things so that I can bring them back to you in a, in a, in a you know, multifold area. Amen? In all these things. I mean, it was, you know, like, it was just unbelievable, the beauty and the things that were behind yes. that door. There is a dimension that we have not walked into That's yet. Right. There is a dimension. You know, you think that it's just a shallow wall, but there's a dimension that we need to open up. And that dimension is a spiritual dimension yeah. that we need to open in our life. And we need to realize that it's not a flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual yeah. battle that we're fighting. And we need to get rid of those things that are holding us back so that we can walk 
into the true things of God, as they said. Yes. Who's going to walk in there? The sons of God yes. are going to walk in. Let's walk in as the sons of God. Let's go in and, and, and take over the kingdom of God the way he wants us to. Let's begin to, uh, to walk in the things of God the way he desires us to. Stop looking at what's going on around you and start focusing on the, the fruits of the spirit and what he wants to do in our lives. Because the fruit that he has for us is good. The fruit that he has for us is good. It is tasteful. It is juicy. It is all those things that you desire for your life, for, that you desire for your loved ones. And as you begin to, to partake of that, then others around you, they're going to see that. It's going to be contagious. They're going to say, I want what you have. Because they see that you're not reacting to all these things that are going on around you. It comes around, all the way around, back around, to where we end up in Psalm 139. Lord, search my heart. Know my ways. If there be any wicked ways in me, remove those things that I might walk in the ways of righteousness. I might walk in your presence each and every day. As Debbie said right at the beginning, you know, that we might spend even a day in his presence is better than a thousand years in the, in the halls of unrighteousness. The most beautiful thing that can be thought up in the world is nothing compared to what's behind those doors. We need to open those doors. We need to be open to let the Lord do whatever he wants in our lives that we might walk in his presence. Lord, search my heart. Know my ways. And lead me in the ways everlasting.
to be aware of the moving of the Spirit. This is all preparation for the things that are coming, preparing us for what he's about to do in October in the Feast of Tabernacles. Because all of these events that are taking place, if you just look in history, in God's history, all of these particular things that take place in the earth always often take place during these points of time, which are appointed times. Well, if you look at what's taking place in October, then what follows that? All the elections, all the things that are transpiring. So God is preparing, preparing us, because like Steve said, on our knees, preparing, humbling ourselves, search our hearts, intending for the nations, everything that God has purposed. Amen? So I guess we can sign off on our streaming. We're going to take our offerings, absolutely. But for all of you that were with us this morning, we bless you. It's so good to see your comments, but most of all, we know that you're praying for us because our hearts are one. There's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. We need you greatly, and we're also seeing how we need one another. So we bless you on this Sunday morning, and we're going to bring our offering. Those who would like to sow in, obviously, you can find those ways online. So we bless you. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Fulfill